0: And welcome to this special Betfair preview podcast because I am joined ahead of the national hunt season by our champion trainer and, of course, Betfair's long standing racing ambassador, Trainer Paul Nichols. We are going to be running through some of the horses ahead of this upcoming jump season. Of course, we're kind of all already underway and we won't be able to talk about them all, Paul, because the stable is bulging at the seams, as per usual. Before we kick on with talking about the 2022-2023 season, uh, I just want to take a moment to reflect, sorry, the upcoming season. I want to reflect on last season and, of course, another trainer's title in the bag and when i look back at the numbers paul like you had an unbelievable time of it i it's basically but it was basically your best season to date really or since the late 1990s i worked out anyway
1: yeah no um it was a fantastic season um from from the middle of october from chepstow onwards the horses ran well and kept their form all season we had a you know strike rate strike rate pretty well 30% nearly all through the season it just tailed off a bit towards the end I would like that when the horses start getting a little bit sort of over the top towards the very end, but we ended up on a 27% strike rate, which is as good as ever we've done. I think just about cracked the most prize money that we'd won. And, you know, for those years, the years that we had, I think the year that we had won the most prize money is when like we'd won all with master money called Denman, Neptune, Colange, big bucks, all those big races, which of course we didn't have those last year, but we had plenty of smart horses that won good races. So to get that prize money record was good. Um, And yeah, it was just, the horses were in good shape, ran well, and it was a fantastic season.
0: But you say that so kind of flippantly in a way, but like, has something changed? When I look back at the numbers, you know, you had 20 more winners last season than you did the season before. From I think it was like 30 to 40 Mm. less runners. That's a big difference in any yard. You know, 20 winners is a lot of winners, and that's the difference there. Have you changed anything? I know that you're constantly developing, but what specifically has changed?
1: I think just an, uh, a bit of an upgrade in some of the horses, really a, a new new way of having this youngsters academy where we now have got an influx every year of 20 young bumper horses that have had a year with Will Biddick in our sort of team Digit academy getting ready for the season. So we've got an influx of 20 of those every year. 18 of those won bumpers last year. So there's nearly year 20 wow. winners. Um and we're forever improving the facilities. We facilities. We changed the feed last season to Red meals, which was a massive plus for us because I think we eventually found a food that really suited the way we trained them and worked them. So that was a big plus. You know, so many crumbs make a cake, but, you know, collectively, we're always trying to look at different things that we can just to put the fine touches to – yeah – to make things better, like this summer, for example, we've just we put in a, a new Gallup surface, and well, two actually, and it's just a matter of making sure you do things to to keep on top of everything.
0: I do find it fascinating in terms of that just like ever changing, ever evolving way that you have. And of course, that's why many people, I'm sure, would say you are the champion trainer because you don't rest on your laurels. And on that note, we should kick on and talk about the future instead of the past. Um, How has the summer been, first and foremost? Quite enough time of it for you. But you you like it that way, don't you?
1: well i mean quite you know it's it's busy during the summer um with sales and buying and selling horses as i said we put in two new gallop surfaces that took us the best part of two months uh time seems to go by so quickly i don't know quite where it goes and um you know lots of maintenance on the yard it it it, it it's it is busy but we've been very quiet on runners this year i think we've had seven or eight winners this year. We had uh, quite a few in May, Run a couple through the summer, but I've sort of pretty well given up on the summer jumping now. I think we've worked out that it's better off to have a good run right till the end of May and then have a clear out, sort things out and then be ready to go from the, from now, middle of October, really. We all start off strong at Chepstow. So we've got 150 horses in now to run from now onwards rather than having to add the summer horses uh, leaves, which leaves you with a bit of a gap, so that suits us quite well. I mean, you know, there's plenty of guys like fergal has gone. I think he's had 45 or six, seven winners already before the season started. But you know, I, I find you can't do it's you can't do this 12 months a year round. You have to have a break. Your staff, your yard, your facilities, everything needs a break, and you need that time to, and I said, buy your horses and get your gallops right. So we're all fit and far and ready to go from this weekend.
0: Yeah, again, you know, it's that twelve months of the year. You can't just like keep the guns the head for twelve months of the year. It just you can't keep it going for that amount of time year on year. So I'm sure team are well refreshed, ready for hopefully another trainers championship. I'm I'm kind of goes without saying, doesn't it, that that's the aim, Paul, for this upcoming season.
1: It's not really the aim. That's yeah, it's fantastic. You win the trainers championship, of course it is. And if we managed to do this just fifteen, which would equal Martin's record, really but end of the day you want to win as many nice races as you can with the horses you've got plenty of big races along the way. And, you know, uh, the King George's and races like that are races we like winning. And, um, and along with that, if you have a really good season, you've got a fair chance of winning the Trainers' Championship. I, I think it, it's always the same. I mean, Nicky's got a good team, very good team. Dan's going to be out there trying. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. But if you have a good season, you've obviously got a chance and it would be great to do it again. But it's not that, hey, that's not why we start off from now you know, just to win the Trainers' Championship. We're doing as many races as we can with the horses we've got and bring on all the youngsters. There's lots of things to it, but it does go hand in hand. If you have a good season with nice horses, you've got a fair chance of winning the Trainers' Championship.
0: Okay, on that note then, before we get stuck into talking about the actual horses, if I said to you, look, you're going to have a great season and your horses, Brave Man's Game, Stage Star, Granatine, Solo, I mean, those are just the first few we're going to discuss here. They all win the targets you set out to go and win with them this season because we know how much of a target trainer you are. But you finish the season and you actually don't win the Trainers' Championship. Are you saying that, that you'll still be satisfied with that?
1: Well, Brave Man's Game won the Gold Cup. I didn't win the trainers championship. I can assure you, I'd be well happy with that because to win a fifth Gold Cup would be fantastic. But again, if you win those races, you, as I said, you've got a, you know, you've got track. a good You're team you've got a fair chance. So, yeah. it, as I said, it goes hand in hand. But you know, uh, uh, that's a race I'd love to win again. Obviously,
0: love it. All right, and stable jockey wise, last point before we get stuck mm. in. Obviously, Harry Cobden mm. seems to be. I mean again like you he seems to be improving you know time experience we know he's a talented guy but last season he just seems to get so little wrong
1: yeah and look he's only 24 25 isn't he and he's he's very inexperienced and in fact if you look at the bigger picture he's just improving all the time and with that experience and strength everything goes with it he's just getting better and better he's always had that talent and but this summer, in fact, I think he's ridden over 40 winners already by now. And that was his aim. He's been riding exceptionally well. There was a day when he won the two B races and market races in the summer. You wouldn't see anybody riding any better. So fantastic now to have him as stable jockey. Um, he's a big team player and he works hard and um, he deserves all the success he gets. So, yeah, he heads up the team. We've got Brian E. He's still here riding out for us all week. Lorcan Williams uh, get plenty of rides. Angus Chilida, Freddie, Ginger, Tom Buckley. Um olive, my daughter, is gonna ride out ride a few. She rides out twice a week. She'll she can handy to take seven off some. So we're very lucky to have a good team of jockeys headed up by Harry, as you say.
0: Okay. Well, on that note, then let's get stuck in to this is a stable tour essentially. So we're gonna rattle through not only the big names, but some also um some new bumper types as well towards the end of the show. But we will start with the chasers, Paul, and we will kick off with, of course, Brave Man's game. Um that, I want to call it the heartbreaking second in the Gold Cup to Gallup and Deschamps. Reflecting on it afterwards, you know, you were so wonderful in defeat, but I can't help but feel that your and Harry's heart must have been broken a little bit.
1: Well, I, I, I won't say our heart's broken, that's racing. But yeah, we were mightily pleased that he ran as well as he did. And, you know, um, to finish second in the Gold Cup, is 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 fantastic really and there was always this little bit of a debate whether he was going to get the trip or not and um, I think he got the trip really well he we made plenty of use of him he jumped well he travelled well he jumped the last upsides in front and probably got outstayed a little bit by the winner but if the winner wasn't in the race Braidman's game would have won well it wouldn't be even having a discussion about whether he stayed or not mm-hmm. um, he even proved all through the season he, he just proved he's not just a one-trick pony he he, he travelled well at Chantel is what you want. And I think we could possibly, it needs to be another day, just um, ride him with a little bit more restraint because he's got plenty of speed. But he ran a fantastic race and literally no excuses at all. He got beat by a better horse on the day. Galloping Champ is obviously a very smart horse. I mean, he beat a seven lengths that day. It punches down. There was a neck between them. So you could say the gaps closed a fraction. But they both had had hard races at Chantle. I And mean, he can often put a, a little bit of a line through that form when they run afterwards because they don't always run up to their best because you've got them bang on for Cheltenham. Yeah. But yeah, he's a proper horse and he's going the right way. And, you know, his his season will be mapped out with King George aim this side of Christmas and the Gold Cup after Christmas.
0: And where will you start him out? Obviously, we saw him in the Charlie Hall last season. Yeah. Would it be the say, exactly the same programme again?
1: Undecided at the moment. Um, he is He'll be ready to run in the Charlie Hall if we want to run in the Charlie Hall. Just see what the weather does. In the next few weeks, um, I wouldn't take a chance on running them on on sort of good ground. I think last year we got away with it; it was just about just about safe enough. And a couple we actually ran up there did actually get a little bit of a problem afterwards. So that's no one's fault. It's just it was a dry spell. If it was good to soft, you wouldn't worry about it. But I I suspect in my back of mind, I'd like to have a go for the Betfair Chase if I could just look at Crystal Ball and see the weather wasn't too bad up until. Hey doc, I'd love to go there with him. It's a very valuable race, um, so obviously you've got a good sponsor, and um, it's a race we like I'm winning. The
0: big bucks—that's why you if, get the big bucks. Those lines,
1: <laughs> and it's been a good <laughs> race for me on route to the King George. You know, with Silvan Conti and Corto Star. So, and I, I, although it's not like, the track's not like it used to be when it used to be deep and take a lot of getting in great big fences. The chase track knows that much better. And even Nasha they thought the grain was softer, caught it soft. it wasn't that bad. So I, I'm hoping, I, I'm hoping that this, that's where we might go, betfair for chase. But it's not set in stone. It'll be one of those two and then Kempton.
0: Okay. And Kempton, very much this side of Christmas, well, yeah. this side of the end of the year aim, followed by obviously Gold Cup aim. Yeah, um, that would be the plan. Has he changed at all over the summer? I know, you know, he was a shell of a horse kind of as mm. a hurdler because he's such a big frame of an individual. It felt last season like he'd really, truly grown into himself, but there was probably a percentage of furnishing left in him in, over a summer, was there?
1: Oh, he's definitely improved physically. They yeah. often do. He's like eight years old now. Um, you know All those good horses I'd have mentioned earlier on, you know, they seem to be at their peak, eight, nine, ten, eleven, even, quarto. So physically they do improve. Yeah. And he, he, he looks good and well and strong and touch wood. He's a good prep. He's had a little school and, um, yeah, he looks fantastic. So we're well happy where he is.
0: Wonderful. Good to hear. Um, hopefully then we might see him in the Betfair chase and that would yeah. be wonderful. Uh, let's talk about a few others then in terms of the chasing open chase category. Pick Dory, obviously your mailing chase winner from last year. Um, would you would you ever up him to three miles or is he very much that yeah. mid div horse?
1: No, type? I think he definitely he could he could he could easily end up running in the Charlie Hall if the ground was decent. Ah. And um, we're well, saying that he goes on any ground really, but that would be a possibility if if we go to Haydock you know, with Brave Man's Game. He's he's well forward. He looks well, and all he does is stay in his races. He's by he's Turgeon, They all seem to stay and it might just open up a few more doors. I think, you know, the, the ultimate trip for him is sort of two-mile-six. He's proved he's good at that too, but he can win it like he did at entry over two and a half and step up to two-six. I, I think he'd stay. I think he'd stay. And if he did run in that, it would just open, uh, open up a few more doors. But it, it's he'll be ready for the Charlie Hall, and it's a possibility.
0: What's the big avoidance with Cheltenham with him? I, I mean, he's... But he... no
1: real reason, to be honest with you. It's just that we've always felt it's it, it, it sort of... Um, suited him to run on a flatter track. He does like a flat track, but then he's, he's won at Ascot. So that's blown out. He's quite versatile. It's just, I, I think if you went to Cheltenham with him, you wouldn't be going to Aintree. Now, the Mellon chase at Aintree yeah. is grade one. It's a proper race. It just seems obvious target for him. Um, not saying we won't ever go to Cheltenham. I'm not convinced he'd want three and a quarter miles. So you'd be looking at the Ryanair. I mean, it's a lot of difference between the Ryanair and the Mellon chase, probably not. And we've often got to Ascot en route to ain't uh, and you wouldn't you'd have a job to slot Charttenham in in between, really. um so that that there's no real reason. He might run there one day, but um it's just his program doesn't always end him end up him going to Chartham.
0: I always feel like with these horses, it'll be a question. I've pitched you plenty in the next thirty minutes or so, but it's like you are a target trainer. You do have sort of one race mm. in one mm. you know one or two big race in mind for these horses. Would pick Dory's big race be a return to the melling Chase this season? Yeah, yeah, I think
1: so. Yeah, I think so. It um, could be a good first reserve for the King George. God forbid anything happened to um Man's game. Um, we have
0: a reserves bench. We need that, Paul. Yeah,
1: you do need that. Um, I, I, yeah, the entry is a good race for him. But, I mean, it's a sort of track, you know, funny enough. If you've got three miles in the Charlie Hall it would open up the three-mile at Aintree as well because three-mile there is a little bit different than a three-and-a-quarter in the Gold Cup. So the Charlie who would be an interesting experiment with him. and I've got no doubt he'll get three miles on, on what I call an easy track.
0: Okay, fascinating to find out. Let's move on to Stage Star. Obviously, your Turners novices chase winner from the festival last year at Cheltenham. Um, didn't manage to back it up at Aintree, but he delivered so well for you in the Turners that I suppose you couldn't really be too disappointed with what the horse he turned into last season as a novice.
1: No, I mean, look, we probably learned our lesson. It's it's not ideal running him too quickly. He didn't run, perform so well at Cheltenham, uh, Aintree last year. And, you know, just the way you train some of these horses, you have them ready for their life at Cheltenham. They put everything into it. And Aintree's probably comes a little bit quick for the morning. He just didn't perform. Harry knew that. So just put a line through that run. He loves to be really fresh. So hence, he's going to go straight to the Paddy Power Gold Cup. He has to go left-handed. He loves Cheltenham. So I haven't got too many options this side of Christmas, really. So... Um, that's where we're going to start him, and he's in good shape.
0: Okay, and that's that's a a big season aim for him. E.g., yeah. he'll be ready to run for his life there. And,
1: and yeah, he will because he's he's great fresh. He he does love to be fresh, and he's well forward now, and uh, so he'll be ready for that. And then I suppose ultimately we might try him at three miles somewhere, and I don't, know, I don't know something like the Denman Chase might even suit him on what I call an easy three. But ultimately, I suppose you'd be looking at going to um, the Ryanair possibly with him. And or Miss Chant will go to Aintree, whatever. But he 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 just, I think his season will tell us where we end up. Whether we step up to three and look at other races, or whether we aim him solely for the Ryanair. But the starting point obviously would be the Paddy Power Gold Cup, which won't be easy. You know, he could easily end up carrying top weight, but you know he's a good horse.
0: OK. Uh, Grenatine, obviously a bit of a sand-down Exeter sort of mm. celebration mile, Holden Gold Cup specialist. Um, presume those sort of races are going to be on his agenda again. He's a little bit tailed off at the end of last season. Anything come to light?
1: Yeah. Do you know what, Vanessa, I thought after he won it for the Holden Gold Cup first time last year, we are going to have a great season with him. Probably the form of that didn't work out as well as it might have first it looked. Um and then he was finishing a week in his races, and I just wondered if he wasn't struggling with his breathing. He, he'd not made a noise at home or on the racetrack even. No one ever reported it. But when All we right. scoped him, it wasn't very good. So he's had a breathing operation in the summer. So that might just help him finish his races. I do think he actually wants to step up in trip now. He's won over two and a half, and I think he's probably just lost a little bit of his boot. So at the moment, he had a wind up, so that's put him a little bit behind. So unlike going to the Holden Gold Cup last year when he was ready for his life, he will probably just improve for that run and i've got in my mind to possibly go there with him and then to go to ask at the end of november for that two mile five chase it, um i forget the name of it now but it, it was only a two runner race actually because of race but it, it's a good two mile five proper race and that would suit him nicely because i think up in trip will suit him and then we can work the, where we go for the rest of the season after that he could easily end up running in a run air chase um okay. He ran very well in the champion chase actually last year. If he hadn't made a mistake at the top of the hill, he'd probably been a good second. So he's still got plenty of ability, but just we might just improve him a few pounds or get him back to his best at having had a breathing operation.
0: Yeah, the breeding up is interesting in yeah. that sense. We've seen it time and time again with you. I know you give them to the horses plenty, but mm-hmm. we've seen it with some of those maybe more established horses that does just eke out that little bit more no. or get them back to where they were. You know,
1: it's funny um, how older horses it does actually improve them a little bit because they, you know, don't always know they've been struggling for a you know season and just lost a little way. Remember a horse called Tidal Bay that I had from uh, for oh, Graham yeah. Wiley. Um, and I think he was 10 when he first came in. I sent him straight down to Jeff Lane and did a, a wind up on him and, and he never looked back. And it's yeah. sometimes it, all of a sudden, wow, we can, you know, we can breathe. We're away again and they get back to form. So I'm hoping it will just uh, eat some improvement again at our and he'll get back to his best. But as big as the, the wind operation could be important, I think going up in trip will be good.
0: Okay. Interesting. Um, if we're talking about wind ops and solo, a horse who's obviously got yep. plenty of ability, um, but he had a wind up last season as a novice chaser. And what's the sort of end? What's the goal with him this season? I wonder if he's a. I don't know. I feel like when I was looking at his profile for this show, I was like, oh, where does he fit in? What, yeah. what is his name?
1: you're right? I, 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 he's probably a good grade two horse, probably. I'm not okay. going to say he's going to win grade ones. Um, when he won the Pendle last year, he came back, he was very good. He, he's a he's a good horse when it's right and he's fresh so he's going to start off in the holding old cup that's our plan he'll be ready for that and then where you go in between then you know as i said he likes to be fresh you, you just make a few plans that uh, i at the race that Pick dory one last year at Kempton, the the silvanaca conti chase over two and a half that would be a, that would that could slot into his program nicely but he, he does run a little bit in and out um I thought he'd go, well, at Sandown, at the end of the season, he was a little bit disappointed having once a well a Pendle, That's just him. Uh, as I get older, you sort of change your ways of how you train them because you know what the best way to get him right. So, I'd say he, he won't run that often, but when he does run, he'll be fresh and he'll be ready.
0: And, but start and, off
1: in the Holden Gold Cup.
0: And he'll be your number one for the Holden Gold Cup by the time. Well, Grenatine
1: will run as well. You never know with Grenatine. Yeah. I just I just yeah. think Grenatine will probably, as he did two years ago, improve for the run at having... Yeah. Yeah, missed a month as it were for uh, uh, the breathing up he's just playing catch up now
0: yeah okay cool but um, you know he
1: never know with him if he the you know, wind up's work, he's come back to his best he's well capable of running well okay um, But I, I, he won't be like he was last year
0: yeah Uh, What about Hitman? I feel like I was Ah. so surprised again. He's only a seven-year-old, this horse. I feel like this horse, for some reason, or we've been talking about him for a while anyway, for a good few seasons. Um, And last season, obviously, he won his graduation chase and he ran such a good race in the Ryanair. Mm. But overall, did he disappoint you a fraction last season?
1: I was just looking. He's rated 158. I actually think he's probably a a, 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 a horse who's rated probably 145 to 150, but always on occasions, overperforms. So probably actually runs above his ability, if you know. He's so consistent and genuine. When he's right, he runs a super race. He probably hasn't got the raw ability of some of those horses that he competes with at Grady level. And I think he actually is an admirable horse that he keeps running some good races. Um, he ran very well in the Ryanair chase. Aintree came too quick. We're going to start him off in the old Rhone um, at Aintree at the end of this month. That's not going to be easy off, uh, as I said, one fifty-eight. Um, but he does like entering. He ran very well in the race last year. Where we go after that, I'm not quite sure. I, I did try him over three miles. I'm sure I'm sure he'll get three miles if the, on the suitable day, a suitable track, but we'll start him off in the old road and then we'll go from there.
0: Okay. And what about the old boy Frodon? I mean, not really an old boy, yeah. but, you know, one of the legends in your yard, of course. Uh, is he still going strong?
1: Yeah. I mean, he looks fantastic and fresh and well. A little bit older, so he's... Uh, to a little bit more getting fit this year, funny enough. Um, he's going to have a weigh day soon and he will run in the badger House chase at Wincanton on November the 11th, the race he won last year and he's off the same mark uh, as he was last year. So he, he can be well competitive in that first time if the grain was not too soft. I mean, um,
0: first time out um, record is just absolutely remarkable. Well, I mean, his reappearance is not only obviously in the Badger Ales, but um, the champion chase at Down Royal, big handicap at mm. Cheltenham, the old Roan chase. I mean, it's not a perfect record first time out, but it's as good as it gets in recent yeah. times.
1: Yeah. And, you know, if he's going to be a good run, it'll be first time. So he'll go to win Canton. He'll be ready for his life. He, I mean, he loves it. The good thing here about those horses like him and Quarter and that can run to a good level at their age is because you're not fighting injuries. He's not had problems. So he can run to a good level for year on year. And he's no different now than he was two years ago. Full yep. of enthusiasm, looks fantastic. mischievous, naughty, all the things that are, the trait of on. And we'll, we'll we'll run him there. We're not going to run him loads and loads, you know. Obviously not. We're going to look after him now. He's been such a good servant to everybody. But we'll we'll run him at we can and then make a plan what we do afterwards, depending on how he runs, you know.
0: Mm. I mean, you've struck with him so often in the early part of the season, and obviously it's not like that is very much the aim again this season. But then he does run consistently. Is there any part of you that wants to try and, you know, almost put him away and bring him back for a end-of-season target rather than yeah. play in that middle game?
1: Yeah, well, look, last year we ran him in the Betfair chase afterwards and he ran a good race, solid race. It was a bit too quick. That won't be happening this year. Right. I suppose that we will enter him in the King George because it's always... A, a nice race for him you never know how it might cut up and he he always runs well at Kempton whatever um but we would go there if, if he ran it's supposedly one at canton I suspect we'd probably end up going to Kempton but he wouldn't run in between no and he he will tell us where we are and what we'll do and we're not going to overface him you know if he's in good form we'll look at a good race it, but we'll definitely space his rate I mean he'd have two or three runs at the most next season.
0: All right. Um, let's move on to talk about some hurdlers. And it's not a particularly strong division for you, I think it's probably fair to say, but you put a couple of horses on this list, which I thought was interesting, specifically the two four-year-olds we'll talk about first. We'll start with Afidil, who wrapped up last season, winning that air handicap yeah. over the two miles. Um, he's only rated, rated, I think, 128. I mean, is the aim with him to climb up through the handicap ranks? And, and if so, how good is this horse?
1: I think he kept improving, and a lot of horses do improve um, for their second season. I remember Old Guard, who was pretty well rated, similar to him, and he ended up in his four-year-old autumn season. He won a boys' race at Cheltenham in in October. He won the Greatwood Hurdle, and then he won the International. So that was well, some huh? improvement along the way. They can improve, you know, through through being stronger and had a summer, and he's had his soft palate cauterized, which was just you, you know. Given him a little bit of hassle last season. That's been done. Hence, I'm on the back foot a little bit. He runs on, it Chepstow on Saturday, but win, lose, or draw, whatever he does, he will improve because he's had that wind up, which it means you're a little bit of them behind the others, and he will then go for the Greatwood Hurdle. That was a plan. Um, so win, lose, and draw, I suspect we'll go Greatwood Hurdle and then see where we go from then. Look, if he's good enough to step up in class, we can go with graded races. If not, you'd aim some like that. Good handicap at Ascot over Christmas and then, you know the Betfair Hurdle in Newbury in in February. That those are the type of races I'd like to see him running in.
0: And you're predicting that the run this weekend with that wind up behind him now will just put him spot on for the Greatwood.
1: Oh yeah, he looks big and well. Uh, I've definitely been playing catch up with him. He's not had an away day or anything like that. So, but I just thought a run will do him the world of good and just put him right. As I said, win a draw for um for for the Greatwood Hurdle.
0: And what about Blue King Doro, another four year old in that yeah. kind of slightly tricky season now? Um, obviously, he he's had his wind surgery as well. He has the form with Aphrodite, of mm. course, from Ascot, wasn't yeah. it? Where he, he beat Aphrodite at what was it, 50 to 1, I think that day.
1: Wow, he's a funny <laughs> horse. And he had, you know, he'd won a novice hurdle in France, had a bit of a reputation, as they all do as, when they come from France, where they, wherever they won. But, yeah, you know, he was mighty disappointing in the autumn. And in light of any other reason it had to be his breathing so we did a wind up he never showed much at home and he never showed much between Taunton when he ran in Ascot so we didn't really know except that he'd had the breathing up of course he went to Ascot at 50 to 1 and you know when he jumped the first I could see he was very nearly going to win he was he was full of enthusiasm He's when he beat Apidil with a good weight and then he ran very well at Aintree as well in the handicap there which you know he was in front soon enough probably that day um he still ran well. I think he's improved a lot this summer. He, he's shown us plenty now, which he never did before. And he's stronger horse. And I'm hoping that he will improve it, you know, for that um, being that second season. He was going to run in the Welsh champion hurdle on Sunday at last But I think we're going to miss that now. And there's a four-year-old race at Cheltenham, two weeks' time, run against his, his own age group where he doesn't even get a penalty in that. And I, I think actually Johnny said to me he was the second highest rated four-year-old in the UK last year. Wow. So why not go for a good race? But I think there's plenty to come from him. I do like him.
0: Okay. It'll be fascinating to follow his progress because yeah. yeah. this can be a tricky season for those, you know, juveniles yeah. going into... Yeah, because
1: time. like, so he's entered in the Champion Championship this week and then the four-year-olds get no help at all, you know, against the older horses. So I thought rather than carry nearly top weight, let's go against the four-year-olds and run against his own age group and then we can make a plan afterwards
0: yeah kick on from there yeah um, and talk to me about rubo because yeah, like that him. scottish champion hurdle win felt like a little bit of a plan being pulled off did that give you plenty of satisfaction
1: it was he just kept on improving that horse you know yeah. he won the dove cut and then he won that race um physically he's done very well so I mean, he 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 is five now not four um he's going to go to kempton uh on the 22nd for that £50,000 condition hurdle race, uh, I forget the name of it, he'll go there. He likes to go right-handed, he obviously likes Kempton. And then he'll go to Wincanton with the Elite on November the 11th. And after those two races, we'll decide whether we stay over hurdles or go chasing. Um, oh, okay. Plenty of time yeah. to go chasing in the years to come. I think there's more to come from him. Physically, he's done well. And, you know, he's a tough horse who gallops and jumps. And like the Scottish Champion hurdle when just showed me that he is improving. And I just hope he continues. He's got to take that next step forward.
0: Yeah, he's in a likeable way about him, you know, from the front. And obviously, look, when we're talking about the hurdling division, we'll so much focus on no. Constitution Hill, of course. But you can't just make decisions about horses' careers based on avoiding a horse like oh, that. Of course or, you can. You know, of course you can. There's, there's
1: plenty of races from. him. I mean, actually, up 141, he's not He's not actually the worst handicapped horse in the world, I don't think. Um, I wouldn't surprise surprised if he ended up a bit higher than that at some stage. So, you know, those two runs... Uh, will tell us where, where whether we stay hurdling or I suspect he'll end up staying over hurdles season. I do think there's more to come, but he'll tell us that when he runs.
0: Feel like you've got a bit of a soft spot for him, Paul. He's
1: a nice horse, yeah. I, I always liked him and he 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 did very well last year. And I just think he can he can he can improve again. So we'll see.
0: We like that, we like that. Let's move on. Novice Chasers and this division has got some really nice names in here. We will kick off, of course, with your Cheltenham Festival winner in Stairway Faye, the Albert Bartlett winner. Um, I spoke to you beforehand, we obviously did a preview and you you spoke, you know, confidently as Mm. you tend to do about this horse, but... How much of a surprise was that Albert Bartlett win, given the quality of the field, the ground, et cetera, on the day? We saw your reaction to the race, but he really came up trumps for you that day.
1: He did, yeah. Um, he, we always liked him from when he won at Newbury first time. And Harry Skelton said to me afterwards, that rode one of the best novice hers of the season. He was well impressed with that race that day. And he was right, as it turned out. Um, probably should have won at Doncaster. Things didn't quite work out that day. Um and then he improved physically from Doncaster to Cheltenham. Harry rode him well. He jumped brilliant at Chartham, which he didn't at Doncaster. Um, and he kept on galloping, you know, he wasn't doing a whole heap in front when there was that incident at the last hurdle, and he just picked up and galloped on strong. And I was thrilled with him. Obviously, it, it, again, entry, you know, probably over the top a little bit. And I do it think it's hard really to do awesome, both.
0: Was it? Like it wasn't Sorry? Bad, It wasn't a bad no. run. No, it wasn't. A I mean? bad run, like, but... It wasn't a blowout. It was just
1: but you train them co- completely different, a lead up to Cheltenham, a lead up to Aintree, because you're hard on them up to uh, and you get them fit for their life that day, and then all of a sudden you've got to try and do a different approach to get them ready and not do quite so much, and I've always been of the great opinion that you work them hard to get them fit, you work them hard to keep them fit, but actually if you run at Cheltenham and you've had hard race, you can't actually do the same levels of work up into a race at Aintree that comes up quite quick. So it's hard to do both. But he ran very well, and it was good experience. He's only had, what, four or five runs over hurdles. Mm -hmm. He scored nicely, and we're really excited about him going chasing. And um, he's going to start at Exeter on the 10th of November, Holden Gold Cup day. There's a a valuable three-mile novice chase. He's going to go there.
0: I was going to ask about what trip you'd start him at. Just yeah. wondering if you'd start him at that kind of mid-div trip. The three
1: is ideal for him. He, he yeah. stays strong. It, do you know, it's very hard. If you've got a good team of novice chasers, and I think we've got as good a team we've had for a long time, there's not many races for them now. The races are, it's, it's it's really hard to find races for those good horses. So you've got to take those opportunities when they come along, and that's a proper race. There is then a £60,000 race, I think, novice chase a new race at um, Sandown at the Tingle Creek meeting that would slot in nicely into his program and then possibly end up with the dreams right going to campton on um boxing day so All that's right. what we're thinking at the moment
0: Okay, brilliant. Um, Napa's Hill, another one on the chasing yeah. list. Obviously, a couple of seasons hurdling um, has yielded you know, a grade two Sandown mm. win and some other good victories. But why chasing now? Was that always the plan with him? Just you gave him that extra bit of time over hurdles?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's not the biggest in the world. And he, he, he was a bit slow to get his jumping together over hurdles. And we just felt an extra year over hurdles. Yeah would do him good and actually he won two smart races last year so it was a good plan really um but i'd say the last time he ran at Sandown, he jumped brilliantly and he's definitely got his jumping together he's jumped very nicely at home here through the autumn he makes his debut over fences at chepstow um uh, on the weekend and then possibly end up going for the rising stars novice chase at Windcanton canton if it all went to plan on on the weekend if he jumped it's it, with him if he jumps well it'd be a smart novice chaser if he doesn't well, we might even have to consider going back over hurdles. But I'd say although he, he's not a biggest horse in the world. He's, he's very much a silver knocker model. Small but athletic, has a jump in him, but he'll need to do it well on the track to to progress as a chaser.
0: What's he in in the schooling ring at home? You've, you're obviously confident enough that he can chase yeah. fence, but you don't seem 100% confident. Oh,
1: uh, he's been really, really good in the school. I mean, okay. him... Stairway Faye and Hermes Allen were talking about it. It had been brilliant. That yeah. I mean, if he jumps like he does at home, he'll be fine. And as I said, that extra year, extra experience has probably stood him in good stead. And he jumped really, really well at Sandown. So I think he'll be fine. But just okay. you know, till until you go out there and do that, um, you don't know. So we'll know after uh, hopefully he'll run well on Saturday and then go on to Wincanton.
0: Brilliant. All right. And then Hermes Allen, who you've already just mentioned there, seems like a very different type mm. to the likes of Napa's Hill physically, for example. This obviously Hermes Allen, the point to point winner, much more of a chasing type. Mm. I, I, personally, I mean, I'm putting words in your mouth mm. now, but yeah. I, I'm sure you couldn't wait to get going chasing. You can't wait to get going no. chasing with him.
1: Now, he's not the biggest in the world, funny enough, either, but he's very <laughs> athletic. He's got great jumping. He's been schooling very, very well at home. Um, <laughs> So I don't see jumping to be any problem to him at all. He won a point-to-point, um, jumped hurdles really well. And he's due to start at Newton Abbot on the 21st, a week on Saturday. Um, they have an intermediate chase there that's worth a few quid, two mile, five furlongs, which novices actually get a bit of an allowance. And Braid Man's game made his debut in that race two years ago. Oh, so yeah. I, he loves soft ground, and I couldn't see anything else too much in the for foreseeable future. So we're going to start him there. Um he will step up to three miles at some stage, but he's not short a boot. And you know, if he jumps well, two and a half, like the two and a half at Newbury, the, the big meeting at the end of November might suit him. If we get a clear round and we goes ride at Chepstow,
0: okay. Well, we can just cut. Sorry, out... Sorry,
1: not Chepstow, Newton Abbott next next we, weekend.
0: Yeah, we can just cut out my crap there about thinking that he's a bigger horse then than the yeah. Hill. No, he's
1: funny enough. If he, he he is he's he's not the biggest in the world, and <laughs> nor stay away Fay. But you know, as long as they're athletic and they jump, that's all that matters.
0: You're so polite, just like gently correcting me there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Tamaras? Uh, he's obviously yeah. had a good start to the season last year and then a kind of much tougher end. Yeah. And of course, up in grade in the uh, likes of Cheltenham and Aintree, that's understandable. But he didn't really sort of finish no. the season quite in the headlines like he started it in a way.
1: No, he didn't perform in the spring. He's had a wind up, which I think might help him. He needed a bit of time. Do you know it's often those best also about Brave Man's game in Denman. They were won a challow hurdle, won a great one at Christmas, and never really won anything after Christmas. And sometimes those horses, they you know, they they they're, they're, they're chasers in the making, you know, waiting to in a bit of time won't do them any hard. I mean, Tamar's would never really was I was surprised at his progress last season. To be honest with you, I always thought he was going to be chasing, and might even have been chasing Nash and ended up we won a grade one with him. But I, I think his his future will be jumping fences. We haven't made a plan yet where to go. Um, and I'm, do you know, what I can't. I said to Noel and David across this week, I can't make mine. Whether he wants two miles or three miles, really. Um, I think he's got plenty of booty. Jumps well. We'll probably start him off. Well, I, there was actually a novice handicap at Chepstow that early next month. That I wouldn't be afraid to go two miles around Chepstow with him, or two and a quarter at Exeter, or something like that. But we'll make a plan with him. He jumps nicely, and yeah, he's a Grade One winner over hurdles. So we're hopefully we can do the same over fences.
0: Okay. And what about? Uh his ICO has already started yeah. obviously over fences. Yeah. You started a few nice horses at Newton Abbott. Yeah. Um, and he's already sort of rated considerably higher over fence off the back of that performance than he was over hurdles. He started yeah. plenty early enough. He was just more ready, was he, than some of these?
1: No, he wasn't really. But I mean, when <laughs> you've got £15,000 on soft ground round Newton Abbott, it's like a penalty kick in a lot of ways. And it's a good school round. And him and Outdoor Peter have both been there, had a school round and both won. Um and it's a good place to start the season. We can build up with both of those two. Um, I see I might even go back there next weekend and have another little um, experience, and then then we can look at something um, possibly the 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 graded race at Chantam at the Paddy Power meeting, or the Henry the Eighth at Sandown, or we might just go to Chantam and then Sandown. But the the Henry the Eighth, if the ground soft at Sandown. You know, he's an Imperial Cup winner last year. The race, I think, would suit him very well, and he's he's going to progress. He's only five years old. He's got a good jump in him. And where he was keen over hurdles, we had to drop him. And I think over fences, he jumps away. well. You could just be a t- be a little bit more aggressive and let him bowl along in front. Um, yeah, he's an exciting horse. He's, you know, I think he 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 could just keep progressing.
0: Those were just the five horses you put forward in terms of novice chasers. So we will move on. But before we do. Yeah.
1: And just, you know, just while we're talking about the novice chasers, I mean, I've got, it's just astonishing. Some of the young horses we've got that can go chasing. And a couple of horses I really like the people to look out for in the next few months running a golden son. Who was a very smart juvenile in France. He's about to make his debut over fences. Um, is Destiny. who's just joined us. Um, from Tom Lacey, he's a smart horse, he's jumping well, he'll run soon and Henry II who won the Grade 2 Winter Novice Hurdle at Sandown, he's going chasing after breathing up, very very lucky to have a fantastic team of horses to go novice chasing and I've just picked out a few of a long list on here and the hardest thing I'll have is finding the races for them but it's it's great to have a nice team of future chasers
0: Yes it sounds like a very strong team but I will just pick up on you've referenced it a couple of times there just talking about um the collection of horses we've rattled through and then there again at the end you see you seem a little frustrated by the fixture list for these novice chasers specifically.
1: Uh, It's just hard finding races for them you know a lot of races have been turned into novice handicaps but there's no harm in running horses like I did I see on a novice handicap getting experience but you know it's just hard to get races for some of these to get experience before you get forced into the better races. But it was it's always going to happen. You know, there's not many people supporting novice chases. They end up being small fields, and I can see why race tracks and people get frustrated with them. But when you train in a nice squad of novice chasers, you know it's, it's hard to find up. And we're definitely going to be have to be sending horses to the north this year. Carlars, Kels, whenever there's novice chases, it, eh, we're going to have to go because we won't get enough opportunities in the south to, to run them all. So. It is just the way it is, but I'm, it's a lucky position to I mean I have so many nice chasers, or future yeah. chases, you know.
0: And obviously in those early season bits, you're you know, reluctant to pitch them in against each other, yeah. obviously. But well,
1: we are gonna have to let you know, some of those grade one races like Kempton and, and some of them, especially in the spring, they're gonna to have to take each other on. Yeah. Um, but you try and avoid that at this this stage of the season. Just get go somewhere, get some experience into them.
0: Yeah. Up north, you'll be going. Um, Let's talk about some novice hurdlers. And it's only right that we start with Captain Teague, who mm. obviously ran such a good race in the champion yeah. bumper at a big price that day. But anybody who watched your Cheltenham Festival preview show that we did together would have been no surprise because, again, this horse, you flagged him up to me on the gallops. I'd say it was mm. a year ago as mm. a horse that you just... He's a beauty to look at. You're mm. clearly very fond of him. He's entered this weekend. I think there was some photos of him scoot- jumping in the in the yes, yeah, around social media. All good with him thus far. Yeah,
1: yeah, really good. He looks fantastic. He's done plenty of work. I I, I thought I'd get him ready for the purging one. Obviously, at Chelston on Friday, which is where he runs. In case the ground was on the easy side, which it is, um, and I just felt it's a fifty thousand pound race. You just want to go and have some experience in running a race like that. Is go for. a five or six or eight thousand pound race on a smaller track first time he's won a point to point he's scored for us all last winter he's done a lot of jumping he loves his jumping so we just want to go for a good race he was third in the Chantland bumper he won his only two races before that point to point, and a bumper at Plumpton which actually has worked out well so we thought we you know if the ground had been good or faster like it often is like he wouldn't be running but he's had a good prep and last year I had a nightmare with saw shins with him on and off the whole season and He's grown out of that now and he looks a finished article. So, it's a, it's a, you know, obviously he's fit and ready to go, but I've left plenty in the tank. You, you want to be able to progress through the season. So hopefully he'll run a big race at Chepstone. There is improvement to come from him, yeah. But he is a lovely horse and, you know, he, he ran. Though he ran green, it, 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 he stayed on strongly up that hill and that was good form. So let's hope he takes that forward over hurdles.
0: I mean, when you when you've pointed him out to me on the gallops, whenever that was, you know, He's, he's a young horse and one of many point-to-point graduates and at that stage in their career in your yard. What specifically about him kept catching your eye on the gallops?
1: It's just class. He's just got class. He looks yeah. it. Everything he did was always class. He's always pleased us. His attitude jumping, everything about him is just says he's got class. Now, I hope he's going to get two and a half miles. He's he's actually not not short sure of boot, that horse. And although he's won his pointings, won his bumper... I'd say you get two and a half miles, but I mean, it wouldn't be, the it, you, you you wouldn't ever be afraid in the future to drop him back to two because he's, he's, he's got plenty of speed. He's just a nice horse, athletic, classy looking horse that you, you hope will carry all that forward and, and go forward. And when, every time I've had horses placed in the, um, Sheltland bumper, I think there was Alpha off and another one. I can't quite remember the, the two of them actually, and they've both been turned out to be really decent horses. So, um, um this us hope he follows that that trait
0: absolutely um okay rattling through a few of the others novice hurdlers yeah. and then on to some juveniles and bumper mm. horses uh wrapped up in may is another one you've added to the list another one for the Hay team There's yeah. johnny seems like he's got as good a team as ever in your yard at the moment a yeah. bit more of a low-key kind of slow burner type compared to the likes of captain teague maybe
1: yeah possibly um that's nice. Johnny and Sam have got some lovely horses this season. They put a lot into the game and they're very patient people. And you know they've got some lovely horses to run down. Wrapped up by May's horses needed all the time. Big horse. Would have been ruined going over hurdles last season. Um, after he won his point-to-point, point, he won his bumper at Exeter very impressively. Uh, and then he was third in a listed race at Sandown to one of our other horses in the waterside. I don't think he performed quite to his best that day. Um, I think he probably fell apart a little bit. So he's had time. He's schooling nice. He's entered at Foslas on Sunday. I haven't decided whether I'll run him or not. But he—he, he, you can see I've entered him already over two mile five, two mile six. He wants a trip. He'll end up being a three mile chaser. And he'll probably end up three mile over hurdle sometime. But he's a lovely horse. I'd say he's one of those typical, whatever he achieves over hurdle is a bonus. You know, he'll he he he'll be a lovely novice chaser next year. So we've got to have that in mind and not, not be too hard on him this year and let, let him be um, good enough to go sort of hopefully top class novice chasing when he's six okay. so yeah he's a horse who win hurdle races but you know I wouldn't be aiming too too high at this stage until he proved otherwise
0: nice little slow burn for Rap. yeah
1: exactly he, he, he needs time
0: uh, Tara's Wood only saw him once last
1: season yeah. I mean look last season as I said we were very lucky 18 individual bumper winners um, they're all going novice hurdling in I just picked him out as a name really randomly he's a lovely horse by Cave Tara won at Weatherby um, he, he'll he be novice hurdling soon. So he's he's just one of a number of those young horses that were excited about going hurdling.
0: Well, the other two then that you flew in, threw yeah. into the mix, sorry, is In the Waterside and fireflyer yeah. So sort of where where might we see the likes of them?
1: Well, In the Waterside's yeah. a lovely horse. He um, He's enormous. He's best part of 18 hands, but very athletic for a big horse. Surprised us a little bit on his debut at Exeter when he, he won and won very nicely. He then went to Sandown, and won the race, the listed race that I had um, wrapped up in May, in, and, um, and surprised us again, and 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 won. And we were we hadn't the two had never worked together, so we didn't really know what we had. But he was mighty impressive that day. So he's won two from two. Um, he's in good shape. He he's he's a, one of a number of horses that could make their debut over hurdles any time in the next month. I haven't really made a plan. He's ready to go. Just been waiting for all this rain. So yeah, he's an exciting horse as well. And Firefly. He won his bumper at Ascot last year. First time up, we thought he would. It was a bit green. And then uh, we ran him once more on some ground. It was far too quick from Newbury. I wish I'd never run him. He did come back a tad jarred up from that. He's okay now, and um, he's a lovely horse, and he's again ready to make his debut in in the, in the next month somewhere.
0: Okay. And then a couple of just bumper horses that yeah. you've thrown into the mix, and Juveniles, sorry, yeah. as well. Um, is it Caporal de Matan? Is that my Yeah, Capral
1: de Matan. Um, one of my minor juvenile hurdle in France there recently during the summer. He's a, he's a nice horse. I can't see us running him till Christmas. You know, he came over quite light and so he doesn't need rushing. Of course, he's won, so we're going to uh, make the most of that this year. That um, he He's just a nice horse. Um, liari he's on the list, isn't he? The one I yeah. him. He actually is, he'll be our first juvenile runner. He's going to run at Chepstow on Saturday. He's by Cracks, man. He was an ex-Argokan horse. He won a nice three runs on the flat, and he won, um, and we just like everything about his attitude. He's jumped nicely, so we'll know a lot more after Saturday. But he's a nice also. Yeah. Um, and what else did I put in that list of the? Uh, those are two juveniles to- I've just picked out. Really, we've got several, but you know, we haven't, we haven't, we don't look that strong in that department at the moment because we haven't really worked out what we've got. I'd say at the moment, Lyar is probably the best of them.
0: That about wraps up, I think, really, the rattle through of horses. And my last question is to you that if you were to pick a horse out from your yard for the Grand National this year, do you have a national contender in the yard? And who might that be?
1: Who who, who would that be? Um, possibly one, a horse who could improve to run in that 300 through five. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He was fourth in the Scottish National. We entered him last year, but we felt it was a year too soon, wanted to get some more experience into him. He's had a breathing up in the summer, which it will definitely help him. He's going to have his first run of the season at Chepster on the weekend, and there's plenty to work on him, you know, over the next few weeks. So he, whatever he does on the weekend, he'll improve, and he'll have another run somewhere in about a month's time. But, you know, we, we he'll definitely have an entry in the race if he's okay, and that could just be a suitable race for him. He's probably he's probably the, the really the only one. Um, I could see complete unknown being the national horse one day. Um, He's going to go for the Coral Cup this year. He's a really nice horse, but it might again be a year too soon for him. Um, But it'd be nice to have a nice horse like um, 300 through five to run in the race.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, look, Paul, thank you very much for your time as always, it is always a pleasure to sit and chat to you about the season ahead and every time, it's just fascinating you always bring different insights so thank you very much for that, we have plenty of Betfair content coming your way with Paul Nichols over the next few weeks ahead of the sort of jump season, really kicking off with a vengeance but for now Paul, I will say goodbye to you, good luck this weekend at Chepstow, go well, uh, thank you very much for your time and listeners, viewers out there, I hope you enjoyed that little chat but As I said, stay tuned for more content coming your way because there is plenty. But for now, thank you very much for listening.